Welcome back to Homo in Training. I am Jay Dye, and this is a variety show where every week we change topics. And this week, I'm going to be talking about some science. And normally, Leslie joins me with the episodes, but I'm the science bitch here, so I'm the one that's going to be doing this episode. And my science episodes are some of my favorite because they're either audience submitted or they're things that I'm extremely interested in. And this is going to be the last episode for our star series that I've been posting all year. So if you've been an avid science listener, you know that I've been doing a star series where I've been covering different types of stars that exist other than just our sun. And we're coming to an end of that series. For now, I mean, new things for the ne- for the next year. Um, you know, definitely going to have some stars included in next year, but I've exhausted all mental capacity for stars this year. So she's a wrap. Okay. Um, but this has been so much fun because bitch, I love a star and I'm going to get more educated about neutron stars because bitch, let me tell you, that's the one star that I did not cover, but it honestly deserves its own episode. So please be on the lookout for that next year because I still don't understand them because they're weird as fuck, but I am going to mention them a little bit here. But today we're not going to be talking about no certain kind of star. We're going to be talking about polyamorous stars. These are the sister wives of the universe. Now, before I get into this little ditty, um, please listen to this commercial because we're broke and I know it's old, but guess what? You just put the commercial on, you go to the bathroom, you take a little, little, little drink drink break um and we'll be back for some bisexual stars bear back all right let's start with our solar system because it's the only thing we know our solar system is actually an anomaly because it's not like other star systems so we only have one star but most star systems out there have multiple stars in their little solar system Like, bitch, our neighborhood star, Alpha Centauri, is a trinary star system. That means there's three stars orbiting each other. So, we're fucking weird. And you know, scientists say that on average, about 85% of all the stars in the universe are binary star systems, and with some with three or even more star systems. Like, bitch, that's a lot! And I'm about to get into some of those star systems because you're about to be shook. Because I, I don't know if you've ever thought that two stars could orbit each other, but they can. And, you know, some of them can actually have planets, too. I wouldn't want to live there, but definitely think that's a very interesting thing. I think if you ever watched the movie Avatar with the Blue People, I think they had two stars. I'm not entirely sure. I kind of forgot that movie. But um, the new Avatar 2 is coming in December, so <laughs> y'all better be ready. Um, But the cool thing about multiple star systems is that they form together. They're literal siblings. Not like one star captures another one and then they start to orbit each other. No, like they are born from the same gas cloud that created our sun. Well, not necessarily our sun, but you know what I mean. Because I don't know if, I don't know if I've ever gone into how a star is born, did I? I should do a Star is Born episode. But bitch, I said there's no more Stars episodes, so who knows? Maybe in December. Who knows? But anyway, um, a Star is Born because a big cloud of gas kind of like condenses on itself. And then it starts creating like a ball. And that ball gets gravity. And then that gravity pulls in more matter and blah, 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 blah. Until the star turns into a complete 
and full-on nuclear fusion type of star. Oh wait, I think I did mention it in my Jupiter episode. So check out, is Jupiter a failed star or not? Because I definitely go into that. But some examples of multiple star systems that are near to us is our neighbor. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but our little neighborhood of stars, we actually have a next door neighbor who is only four light years away. If you're traveling the speed of light, it would take four years to get there. So it is very far away, but not as far as compared to like Betelgeuse, which if you remember from my O-type star, it's one of the biggest stars in the um, in our sky. Um, Betelgeuse is about 642 light years away. So this one's relatively really close. But if we were to go to it, I mean, it would take like 300 years. So we would probably never get there. But anyway, um, Alpha Centauri is a trinary star system. So we only have one star, but most systems have multiple stars orbiting each other. Now, Alpha Centauri is made up of three stars. Alpha Centauri A and Alpha Centauri B and Proxima Centauri. Those are all different stars. Um, Alpha Centauri A and B, those are two different stars that orbit very close to each other and usually look like one star. Um, you might have heard that Alpha Centauri is two stars, but that's just because Alpha Centauri A and B, those two stars, are orbiting so close to each other that they look like one star. It takes like telescopes to be able to see them. And Proxima Centauri, which is the baby out of the, the two stars, orbits both of those a little bit farther than um, Centauri A and B. Now, just a little comparison of how big they are. Alpha Centauri A is our sun's like literal twin. It's just a little bit bigger and a little bit more massive, but really not by a lot. It does emit one and a half times more energy than our sun, but relatively it's almost the same star. Alpha Centauri B is slightly smaller than the sun and slightly cooler, but not by a lot. But this difference does change the color of Centauri B, where it looks a little bit more orange. And Proxima Centauri, which is the little baby star that's um, orbiting kind of far away, that one is hella small. Like, if you remember our Jupiter episode, um, I did talk about uh, red dwarfs, which are the smallest stars that can exist, because a little a red dwarf is a star that can have nuclear fusion inside of it. So that's what it is. So when I say baby, I don't mean like young. I mean like it's like like newborn star. Like I mean like it's just tiny. It's about twelve percent the size of the sun. She's not a big pill. She's a wibble pill. And this is just our closest neighborhood. You know, many stars have similar pairings, but sometimes it's hard to see them because our viewpoints kind of make them all look like one star. Um, it's not as easy to tell that two stars are orbiting each other unless we measure it with a telescope or we use fucking James Webb, who can take pictures of infrared and we'll be able to see them a lot closer. One of the stars that we saw that um, through infrared that we were able to tell is a binary star system is Betelgeuse. Um, I mentioned this before, but Betelgeuse is a red giant. So this star is getting ready to explode. She is about to go supernova, honestly, probably tomorrow. Like, who knows? Um, but I mentioned this O-type star. I mentioned this star in our O-type episode where I discussed big-ass stars and how it's about to explode. Well, it's actually orbiting a smaller white dwarf star. And a right dwarf is just like a dead star. So, you know, that star probably could have died. And Betelgeuse, which was the star orbiting it, probably ate up all that matter and became as big as it did. Who knows? 
But I think that's a very interesting fact about it because, bitch, once Beetlejuice explodes, that white dwarf is most likely going to explode as well. Another star system that maybe you can see with your eyes, who knows, um, if you're lucky enough to live somewhere where there's not light pollution, um, if you look at the Big Dipper constellation in the sky, the one that looks like a spoon, the part of the handle that has a kink in it is actually a binary star system. They're called Mizar and Alcor, and apparently, if you have awesome eyesight, you can see both of these stars, but bitch, I, I can't. I can't see shit, so no. But actually, these are not just two stars orbiting each other, bitch. These are actually six stars orbiting each other. Six. Not two. Six. Mizar, which is one of the stars in the Milky Way, itself is a quadruple star system. That means that it is four stars orbiting each other. And Alcor is a binary star system, which means that two stars orbiting each other. So four plus two, bitch, equals six. And they have a sextuple star system. Like, bitch, can you believe? That's insane. The only other star system that I know that has six stars is like the center of our galaxy. It's called Sagittarius A. It's a ginormous black hole. There's six stars orbiting that black hole. So I've never even seen that outside of that. So I think that's super fucking interesting. And, you know, stars don't only stop at two to six. Like, the amount of stars that can group together and orbit each other is honestly endless. And it's possible that all stars are formed in pairs. And this doesn't necessarily mean that they stay together. Just because they form together doesn't mean they stay together. Juggling more than two stars is extremely difficult, and there could even be instances of the stars being ejected from that little star system, or crashing into each other and making a bigger star, or exploding them. So these are very rare occurrence. No, they're not rare. I mean, they're fucking common as fuck, but um, it's more rare that they're by themselves. But these stars kind of get like equilibrium, dude. Like they just end up orbiting each other in such a stable orbit that... Yeah, six stars seems like kind of scary. Like, oh, what if one shoots out? What if one of them shoots towards us? But that's most likely never going to happen because if they've been alive for billions of years orbiting each other, they're fine. They've already fixed their fucking orbits. Now, after all of this little talk about how 80% of all the stars are binary or multiple, you might be thinking or asking yourself, um, well, where the fuck is the sun's sibling? Bitch, where is the sun's sister or brother? Where they at? And did it ever have one? And to be honest, who knows? I mean, the sun is old as fuck. I mean, she is 4.5 billion years old. And within our within that time, our our star probably had a sister. And they probably wandered off. Or maybe it's so far away that it still hasn't come into orbit. You know, a lot of these star systems that we see, especially Mizar and Alcor, yes, it's a it's a sextuple star system, but that doesn't mean that they're all orbiting really close together. I mean, you could have a binary, trinary, sextuple, centuple, octuple fucking star system, bitch. Who knows? But they may be orbiting each other from really far away. And I'm talking about like really, really like millions and millions and millions of miles away. So who knows? And in regards to our sun, you know, there is like some conspiracy theory, I don't know if you've heard it, that we have a planet X. That there's some huge Neptune-sized planet that enters our orbit every couple hundred million years. We haven't seen proof of that um, or really detected it anywhere, so those those 
claims tend to be just kind of like bullshit. Um, but some people online are making the case that it exists because there is like some weird thing that happens that on our planet there's like extinctions, right? You've heard of the dinosaurs, extinctions, whatever, but it's kind of framed that the dinosaurs went extinct like once. You know, there's one big thing that killed the dinosaurs. That's actually not what happened. We have had multiple extinctions over the years, and we're kind of in one now. Um, if you believe it or not, where humans are fucking killing a shit ton of animals, causing a ginormous extinction. But um, in regards to, you know, the dinosaurs and stuff, these extinctions tend to kind of line up every, like, I think it's like 300 million years. I'm not exactly sure, but it's pretty consistent in the way that these um, animals are going extinct. So some people are connecting the dots and saying, like, it's because of planet. It's because this giant-ass planet is orbiting really far away, and when it gets closer to Earth, that's when all the asteroids start moving, that's when things start getting crazy, and that's what causes our extinction, is that there's a planet X that is causing all this shit to go down on Earth. Who knows? Um, I highly doubt it's a star, or even that a planet X even exists at all, but who knows? I mean, it could be true, but scientists are like, mm, not possible. So we could have a star somewhere. Or, bitch, maybe Alpha Centauri's our fucking sibling. Maybe we were the ones that ran away. Bitch, what if we were the ones that are like, y'all are gross. I'm going to go over here. So who knows? I don't know if a star can travel four light years in four billion years. I do not believe that at all. But who knows? I mean, bitch, I don't know. I'm not no scientist. I wasn't alive back then. Oh, and a fun fact about Neptune, you know, that was actually the last planet to be discovered in our solar system and the only planet to be to be discovered using math. So one plus one does equal two, bitch. Scientists use math to determine the orbits of the planets. And what they were seeing is that there was something in space that was affecting the orbits of the gas giants. You know, when scientists don't understand something, they bring out the math. And the math was not mathing. And they figured that there has to be a Uranus-sized planet somewhere out there affecting all the other planets. So they did the math. They did and then what they found out was that Let's say I'm fucking on one, two, three, four, five ABC Street. Neptune is going to be right there. So what did they do, bitch? They go to ABC one, two, three, and guess who's there? Neptune. And I think that's a very interesting fact. So if you ever talk to people and you want to throw a fun fact at them, just let them know that Neptune was discovered using math. But anyway, when talking about multiple star systems, I said that their orbits can vary. You know, some stars take 100 years to complete one orbit, and some just take days. You know, one of the weirdest binary star systems that I was, um, that I heard of while I was researching, um, this episode was this random ass neutron star, which I've already mentioned neutron stars are fucking weird and a white dwarf that orbit each other. Guess how long they take to orbit. Just guess. <laughs> bitch, some take a hundred years, some take a day. This little bitch of a neutron star and little bitch of a white dwarf star, they orbit each other every 685 seconds. That's 11 minutes. Two stars. Two stars orbiting each other in 11 minutes. 11 minutes. Bitch, I don't even know if this episode is gonna be 11 minutes. Let me see. Bitch, this episode's gonna... By the time this episode's over, that fucking star would have already orbited like twice. 
would orbited like one and a half. Isn't that crazy? Like, bitch. And you know, some stars can orbit so close together that they touch, kiss, and cuddle. And this isn't as sexy as it sounds. Um, because when they do it, it gets kind of dangerous. It's literally, imagine like a conjoined twin. That's what these stars look like. Like, they end up looking like some weird-ass fucking peanut or some like teardrop shape because most of the time that two stars are kissing it's usually like a bigger star and a little star so you're gonna see those two things merge and you're gonna see a lot of the material going between both of them which makes which gives it that peanut look because where they're touching is where all that material is going from from one to the other like they're literally conjoined twins and this phenomenon is actually pretty interesting because um, you have to imagine. Imagine like a ginormous blue O-type star and then a little baby red dwarf star, okay? Once that big star di- starts to die, it's going to lose its matter. So it's going to start shedding its layers. And that little baby star that is super close, it's going to start eating it like a fucking vampire. Eventually, it's going to devour that whole star once it's dead. Like it's literally devouring its dead twin. Now that little baby star has now turned into a big star and that li- and that big star has now turned into a white dead star. And if you remember I said that in our sun episode the one I did about our soul um when that dies it's going to shed a bunch of its layers and it's going to only leave behind a white dwarf star. And those are very dense, you guys. These things are very dense. So it's everything that the planet could not that the star could not hold on to packed in tight. But that new big star, she's just chilling, but like the circle of life, all stars must die. So what's going to happen to that new big star after it dies? Well, let me tell you that white dwarf that is just hanging out is going to see that star die and be like, you know what? I'm going to eat you now, bitch. The tables have turned. And once that new star sheds off its layers, that wife dwarf is going to be like, num, 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 num. And it's going to explode because there's nowhere for the matter to go. That wife dwarf is so, is packed in so tight. Nothing can get inside of it. So it's just going to kind of layer on top of it and when that happens you guys it's going to create a ginormous explosion that is going to be called a supernova and if you remember when i was talking about um o-type stars those explode into supernova but white doors can also do that and sometimes they can even do it more than once which is really interesting and I'm not going to get too into it because it does involve neutron stars which i already mentioned it's a little too complicated for me to explain but A neutron star is what happens when a fucking huge, ginormous star dies. Um, If you remember, I said it either turns into a black hole or it turns into a neutron star. Neutron stars are anomalies, freaks of nature. But sometimes, two neutron stars can orbit each other. And that's dangerous. It's a mess waiting to happen. It's literally like watching two cars go straight at each other it's literally so scary to the point where when they touch each other and explode you guys this causes a killer nova not a supernova a killer nova and a killer nova can also be can also happen whenever a neutron star and a black hole collide so stars can orbit black holes too And that is a star system, you know, because a black hole is a dead star. So those can also cause kilonovas. So 
there's just a lot that goes along with multiple star systems. You know, our galaxy orbits, I think it's like four other galaxies, no, three other galaxies, no, I think it's four. It's either four or five. I'm not exactly too sure, but those galaxies orbit other galaxies. So we're all orbiting each other at some point. And bitch, we're probably even or- orbiting Alpha Centauri. Who knows? But this is a very common occurrence. And another reason why I wanted to bring Ephesus to it, because it just signifies how special we are. Like, I feel like a lot of times with these conversations, people try to make us sound like we're not special, right? Because we're just animals living on this planet. But to be honest, you guys, everything about us isn't normal. You know, I've made these episodes about our planet Earth to kind of just show you how special we are and how a lot of solar systems are not like us. A lot of places don't have one star. And our star is relatively stable, bitch. Like, there's other stars that are unstable as fuck. And ours is just chilling. So not only is she alone, but she's chill, which is not like other stars. Um, We have the moon, which is nowhere that we've seen has a moon like ours. Our moon was formed from us, which no other moon that we've seen is like that at all. They're all captured something. We have Jupiter, who is literally protecting us from the outside environment. When Jupiter-sized planets when we observe them, are closer to their star. So our Jupiter's weird because it's not close to the star. So there's just a lot of things about our solar system that kind of doesn't make sense, but also is just so beautiful and makes us so special that I hope with all of this conversation and all of these examples that you're somewhat trying to get the picture that, yes, we are just a floating rock in space, but we're a very special floating rock. And don't let anyone tell you that we're not special because everything on Earth is unique to us. And I guarantee you, if we go to another solar system or to another planet, we will not find anything like us at all. That includes aliens, you guys. Like, you guys keep picturing these aliens are tall, stand on two feet, have two eyes and two nostrils and a mouth. No, that's us. That's unique to Earth. And I really want to drill that in your head is that we are special and we are unique. Unique? Um, Beyonce, anybody? But uh, Alien Superstar, I'm the bar. Okay, sorry, guys. Oh, my gosh. Beyonce just gets me on my shit, bro. Okay, well, I gotta go. But um, I hope you enjoyed the star thing. I'll be doing more next year. But as for now, the star series is over. And I'll be returning to our normal scheduled programming. So, bye.